In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fine edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, perhaps the last. Uh, <laughs> I am Ron Kohak, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, <laughs> the unbelievable, and all that other stuff. New England's own Van Helsing. With me is a five-year-old <laughs> on Bonchel herself, Miss Ann Carrigan. Relinquish the color. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hi, everybody. Oh, hi. Ron won't give up the hot pink color in the chat room. I've had that for like two weeks now. You have not. You have to get a life for you. So making that up. You have not ever had hot pink. I have because. It's a girly color. People were like bitching about because I used the other colors they couldn't see or hurt their eyes, blah, nah, nah, you know, like a bunch of women. What can I tell you? you you're always like, like green or blue. You're never, ever, ever hot pink. Oh, yeah. I'm telling Sorry, you. But uh, maybe your eyes are going or maybe you have no! too much wine the last two weeks. I, have I no think clue. you're colorblind. That's what I think. Excuse me? Yeah. Anyways, listen to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, and <laughs> welcome on Toginet, uh, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Did you see the new Toginet website? Uh, no, did I? You must have. Come on, you had to see it when you logged on. Yeah, so what's the deal? It looks nice. Good job, Toginet. Just saying. You saying you don't like the old one? I just, no, I didn't say I didn't like the old one, but the new one yes. is very nice. Uh-huh. See, now Anna just said, thanks, Ann. See, they appreciate when you, you tell them these things. Oh, really? Yeah, they do. So, Ann, you're like a woman, right? Um, last time I looked, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> you know, as I'm getting older in life, I'm starting to realize a lot of things. Yes. And, and, and I'm, Just now? Yeah, I really can't. Ex- I, I don't. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. I mean, th- this is like, you know, the the Cialis thing with the bathtubs. I, you know, I don't know the deep meaning of life. What that's good. That's got to do with that. I have no clue. But why are women's buttons on the right hand side of a shirt and men's buttons on the left? That's yeah, really I don't know. Huh? Who started that? Somebody. What does the hidden mean? I don't get it. I don't know. No. I don't know. It's that whole, you know, what is it? 
men are from Mars and women are from Venus. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Why, why is everything reversed? Some, some man somewhere said, Excuse me? Women have to be Did different. You know they can't how? be on the same side as us. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Whatever. The Cialis thing with the bath, the separate bathtubs, I don't get either, though. Have you solved it? I have not solved that mystery. If anybody can tell me what the mystery, I mean, what is the deep mean is, what, is, what the hell is it all about? <laughs> Maybe know, we and, need and to they, have. They can email me a, a post on, a, what is that website? <laughs> we, <laughs> we need to have the um, Cialis marketing department on the show one night so they can explain yeah, that to sure. you. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. If somebody could tell me that, go on our, go on our page, which is what, in? Oh, on Facebook, Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation. We get okay. more friends every week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you all. Yeah, and if you can tell us what the hell that's all about, then uh, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll give you a prize for God's sake. Somebody remember. thought it was romantic, I'm sure. Sitting in separate bathtubs? Yeah, I don't know. Well, and yeah, how can they be hot? They're, they're not connected to anything. But anyways, we, we do have a guest, so uh, oh, I guess I goodness. should go beyond this. Don't you have a gross, disgusting story to tell us? You must. No. No? What, what makes you think I have a ghost? You do that every week. Oh, right. Now, you don't recognize I have pink for the last three weeks, and but I I haven't said a ghost rushing oh, story. Oh, my God. Then, you whatever. haven't had pink. I'm telling you. I just can't, you know, forget it. Anyway. But, All right. But I, Fine. I do have an Fine. story. Fine. According okay. to the Bangor Daylor, Bangor. Or Here Bangor, it is. See? Yeah, I told you. Whatever, wherever you're He from. had one. Uh, yep. The police <laughs> in Orono. O'Ronnell? They didn't name the town after me. Wow, I like that. O'Ronnell says four people were arrested for trespassing. Trespassing? Or is it trespassing? I don't know. Trespassing. In a late night hours, uh, they told the police they were ghost hunters and brought a camera along with them in hopes of documenting paranormal activity. I have a feeling they didn't notify the police before they uh, trespassed. Orano, Orano police officer Wilfred King says the two men and two women between 19 and 25, oh, your age, Anne, uh, That's right. were summoned shortly after the midnight on Tuesday. The four allegedly ignored the no trespassing signs and scaled a barbed wire topped gate leading to Ayers Island in the press. Penobo, Scott River. Where do I get these stupid names? Why didn't you read this beforehand? <laughs> Where textile and paper mills once operated. According to the Bangai News, local legend has it that the island is haunted by the ghost of a mill foreman who was killed in a mysterious accident. Ooh. Wow. And they braved barbed wire for that? Yeah, whatever. Okay. And the ghost of a young girl whose father was accidentally killed after being tricked by a 300-year-old Indian curse. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So there's a lesson to be learned here, I guess, is uh, first, don't trespass. And if you're going to trespass, tell the police. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to be trespassing tonight. Just want to let you know. So anyways, <laughs> I, I looked on this thing about this this island, and we actually have a, a young lady on our show yeah. who knows all about it. So it's going to work out really good that we okay. lead into this thing. So why don't we bring on our show at this present time the author T.M. 
Gray of Ghosts of Maine and all kinds of haunted things. Terry, you there? Yes. Hello, Ron. Hi, Ann. <laughs> Hi, Terry. Um, first did thing I, I want to say is... Wait if, if, I keep you waiting so long? I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. If, I, if I'm cut off, it's my ISP and my phone, not me shutting down. Sure, um, I've heard that there's before. been a problem in the northeast of Time Warner Cable. Mm. And 300,000 people are without their ISP or phone. And mine oh. just came back on about 40 minutes ago. Oh, my God. I, wow. I sent you guys an email just as soon as it came on and said, I'm still here, and if if we get cut off, it's Time Warner. It's not me. Oh. <laughs> I hope you don't get cut off. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so, oh. so. So, Terry, what's the story with the Cialis in the bathtubs? Do you know any mystery behind <laughs> oh, that? Oh, my goodness. Separate bathtubs. That's just not right. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it either. All right. Well, no, now, listen. Tell me. Someone no, in the chat room me. said, okay, Karen in the chat yeah. room says, you can't show naked men and women in the same bathtub. That's huh. me. So there. Wow. <laughs> well, that's a bummer. I thought we'd move beyond that at this yeah. point. But, Let's talk yeah. to Terry. Never, about, never mind. Okay. Hey, so, anyways, it. Terry, do you know the story behind this island in Orono, Maine? <laughs> yes, I do. It's pronounced Orono. Orono. Yeah. I'd rather have it's, it Orono. Thank you. It's, it's, it's on the Penobscot River. <laughs> Those are Indian names, Indian names. Uh-huh. But um, Ayers Island got its name from one of Orono's first settlers, and that goes back to 1774. And in 1994, Bangor Hydro, they're the main electric company up here, and Dead River Company um, sold their shares of Ayers Island to the Stryer Paper Company, and the Stryer Mill ran it for 50 years, and they just closed down in October 96. And hmm. since 2004, Ayers Island's been owned by Ayers, Ayers Island LLC, I guess that's Limited Liability Corporation, mm-hmm. and they've been changing it into sort of like Nature Park. Oh, and the old mill is still there, and the old mill was the setting for VH1's celeb reality paranormal project in November 2006. Um, uh-huh. Episode five starred David Carradine, um, Mia St. John, Andrew Firestone, and others who spent two nights on the island ghost hunting. Mm. And according to the VH1 program, between 1965 and 1975, there were two. 204 injuries and 63 deaths reported at Hawthorne Mill on Wobai Island. Uh, VH1 changed the name of the island and the mill and likewise took liberties with the events and statistics, Um, like making up a story about a Native American woman called Wooden Lucy, whose (laughs) trickery caused the mill owner to kill his own daughter, and so the dead girl's ghost haunts the mill. And this is complete fiction invented for television. There were no mill owners ever named Hawthorne in Orno, and there are no local stories about Wooden Lucy. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) There was, however, on a serious point, there was a really terrible accident that did occur at the mill in October 1892. A pulp digester exploded 300 feet into the air, killing three mill workers. Mm -hmm. And if anyone haunts these grounds, it is probably one of these guys, I suppose. But... 
if there is a ghost of Ayers Island, it certainly isn't the spirit of a mill owner's daughter. <laughs> and this is really strange. The owners of Ayers Island will not discuss VH1's two shows that were filmed there, nor uh-huh. will he talk about the ghosts. Uh-huh. But, but during Daylight Island, Daylight Hours, the island is open to the general public. And last I checked, their website was www.ayersisland.com. And they are open during the day, but at night, yeah, it's trespassing. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of like 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 a state park, huh? Well, kind of, but it's not owned by the state. Without being owned by the state, yeah. Yeah. they're making it into a really nice little place. Mm-hmm. It's got an area for kayaking and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, yeah, they only want people there during the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I suppose it's a, probably one of their limited liability corporation rules, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Has to do with the insurance. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. So well, always yeah, on our uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation page, I just pasted a, a whole uh, page or a link to a page on the Hawthorne Mill and the supposedly haunting crap. So uh-huh. if anybody wants to be bored and want to look at it, that's fine. But you've written a book called Ghost of Maine, and, and one of the yeah. chapters or one of the stories in the book is about Air Island, isn't it, yeah. uh, Terry? Yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of research into all of these stories. Um, what I wanted to do was create a book that had only places that were open to the general public in it. So there's no, like, private, privately owned homes and stuff like that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, one, of the, one of the most haunted places I have found that is kind of open to the public is, is hospitals. Really? I think any hospital is loaded with ghosts. Mm-hmm. And why why wouldn't they be? People go there to die. You know, or they go there to get well, and then they die. But mm-hmm. think about it. Anytime you've lain in a hospital bed, somebody might have died in that bed. Yeah. When I, I was in the hospital in December, and uh, I was laying in the bed thinking, you know, I wonder how many people died in the same bed. Oh. I hope they changed the sheets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were good about that. (laughs) They were wonderful. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But I I suppose if I hadn't been hooked up to the morphine pump, I would have done some ghost exploring on my (laughs) own. But no, I was. That slows you down, doesn't it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was definitely off in La La Land. It's it's interesting you say that because I've had experiences in hospitals. Uh, Mm. I had an operation, and I swear the operating room was haunted. And Mm. also my wife was uh, going through some uh, cancer treatments, and Mm. uh, there was a tunnel between the hospital and the main thing. And I absolutely know that that was haunted because when I went to – I had to go into this tunnel by myself and – uh, it was like walking right through uh, Jello. They they just wanted to talk. They wanted. Oh you know, wow! They, they know what we do and stuff in it. So yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, it does not surprise me that yeah uh, they are haunted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
But I think if anybody's going to do a ghost investigation at a hospital, they'd probably have to talk to the hospital directors and get permission first. Oh, oh I would think so. You know, probably won't you know unless you've got somebody in there you want to visit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then you can take a little side sidetrack and say, well, you know, we got lost. Probably, uh, I mean, probably I've taken wouldn't. me yeah. meter to a wake before, but so I, or a funeral before, so I guess it wouldn't be any different to take one to a hospital. Mm, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best publicity for a hospital. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. A lot of people are really afraid of ghosts, and from what I've experienced, they're nothing to be afraid of. If you're not afraid of people, you shouldn't be afraid of ghosts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's a lot more scarier and people out there than there are scarier ghosts. That's true. That is true. Not everybody's pleasant, that's for sure. That's for that's sure. What idea. kills me is watching these programs on TV about ghost hunting, and they're screaming every five seconds. Right. Now, if I was a ghost, that would just piss me off, you know? <laughs> it really would. <laughs> I guess I suppose that's the purpose, but I, yeah. I think that you could talk to them as well mm-hmm. as you could yell at them yeah. <laughs> and get some sort of response. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would think a better response would be from talking to them mm. than screaming at them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. That's what I tell my wife, but she doesn't listen. <laughs> oh gee. <laughs> it's funny. My husband doesn't listen to that either. Yeah. yeah oh, I get that <laughs> But you know, I did. It's really a cool book. It's. It's. You know. It's. Well written and well, it's got a whole you. bunch of pages, which is cool. Yeah, <laughs> two hundred and fifty of them about, and uh, you actually think, mentioned a New England Ghost Project in it too, which delighted yeah. me as well. Nice. I I think um, there are over one hundred and fifteen cases of hauntings in the book, mm-hmm. and they're all you know open to the public. And there's a chapter on debunks, which. I just did with Ayers Island, and um, another one that was debunked was Buck's Grave in Bucksport. Uh-huh. Oh, no. I've that's been there. The famous leg on the gravestone. Yeah. Yes. You debunked that? You mean that's not a true story? It's not a true story. No, I so, don't. Well, for for those who don't know, why don't you give the, the story about it and then tell us a little okay. bit about how you debunked it. Sure. It's, it's in Bucksport, and you can see it right from Route 1. And that's the main road going right through Bucksport. Um, it's not actually a headstone that you see. It's a monument honoring the founder of Bucksport. And his name was C- Colonel Jonathan Buck. And he's actually buried several feet away from the monument. Mm-hmm. Um, he fought in the American Revolution, and he was a justice of the peace before his death in 1795. In 1852, his descendants erected the monument on Oak Hill, and about 50 years later, stories about the witch began to circulate. That's because there's a particular mark on the face of the monument, and the mark is large and very noticeable, and it looks like a human leg and in in a pointed toe. And an article in September 1902 issue of New England Magazine discredited the stories circulating about Colonel Buck, but it didn't stop the rumors, and the rumors go on to this day. People point at it and say, yeah, that's the witch's leg. (laughs) (laughs) The story goes like this. Uh, Colonel Buck wronged a woman who turned out to be a witch, 
and she vowed to dance on his grave, and thus her leg and foot appeared on his monument. But there is no actual documentation of this. Contrary to the stories, he didn't have the woman tried and executed as a witch because there exist no records of anyone charged with witchcraft around the time of the American Revolution in Maine. In fact, mm-hmm. there were no witches ever executed in Maine. Mm-hmm. Over the years, however, people have come from all over the world to view and take pictures of the witch's leg on the gravestone. And for those who take a closer look, the nearby plaque states that Colonel Buck was an honorable, industrious man, as well as being a patriot and founder of Bucksport. Yeah, and, but they always tell you that way after you're dead anyways. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was they such a good, good boy. You know, he was such he was an a great outstanding guy. citizen. <laughs> yeah. But honest, if, if there was any anything to this rumor or this story or legend, you know, somebody would find it and, it, you know, they'd just run with it. I would. <laughs> and, but there's nothing. There is nothing. Well, no. Yeah. So, I just posted actually. So what you're actually. trying to say, this legend has no foot to stand on. Yeah. Exactly. But <laughs> and I just posted a picture of that, that monument on yeah. the um, Ghost Chronicles page because – as mm. luck would have it, we just were up in Bar Harbor in June in that oh, whole area. Really? Yeah, oh I God. loved it. And we I'm stopped at that. the harbor from Bar Harbor. Oh, wow. I was born in Bar Harbor. Oh, I love it there. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, but thank I, you. We went to that cemetery, and um, unfortunately, we were. it was on the day we were leaving. It was pouring rain, and mm. my it's husband was having a conniption because I wanted to stop and take pictures. <laughs> but um, I did take a picture of it, and you can clearly see, like, the leg with the boot oh, yeah. on the stone. And it's a great, you know, it's a great it is. touristy. I'm going to go see this. I want to go, go into our page and look at it's it. It's a great touristy story, but, yeah, it, it is. says right. They have a plaque right next to it yeah. that says it's not true. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it's just really, it's really interesting. I was mad because I was going to scale the fence and get over, um, get over the Aww. fence and get in the damn cemetery. And you really have to walk around like yeah. to the back of it, right? And, and to somebody's property. I don't even know what it was back there. My husband will let me go. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it is private property. <laughs> yeah, I was really mad that I could not get in the cemetery. Aww. They were like, no, Ian, don't climb over the fence. I'm like, I'm climbing over this freaking fence. <laughs> no. But there's nope. pointy things on those. Yeah, items. there are pointy yeah. things. Yeah. Even Ian got discouraged with that. So. Yeah. <laughs> now, see, when I was a kid, that fence was never there, and you could walk right up to it. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, it looks pretty new. Yeah. It's fairly new. Yeah. I, I hate it when they do that. Yeah, but it's see, they got to, because some people would, would chip off pieces, you know, as <sighs> souvenirs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The crazy no, no, people. You know what? You yeah. Know, the ghosts, you know, the, the ghost hunters get a lot of rap about that stuff. But you know what? Look at all the, the damage done. I mean, every so often here in Massachusetts, we'll hear about a cemetery where all the stones have been vandalized. Oh, they've been vandalized. Yeah. That is so, so sad. You know, <laughs> Because not only are they just destroying somebody else's place to come and be with the dead person for a little while, they are destroying mm. history. Yeah, exactly. When they when they mar the gravestones so bad that you can't even read them. It's oh, like, when when people do that, and I and I hesitate to call them people. Yeah, I, I want to find them and kill them. So exactly. you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's just wrong. And it is us ghost hunters that get the rap for that kind of stuff, and which I've never known anybody that was a genuine ghost hunter that would do anything like that, even oh. conceive of it, you know? I know. Yep. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I saw that we had a uh, question in the chat room there, uh, Blondie. Blondie. Um, about the monument? No, no, no. There was a question uh, from one of the uh, members of the chat room, and they asked uh, uh, you, Terry, uh, what's the most haunted place in Maine? Oh, gosh, the most haunted? Hmm. I guess that's conjecture, but I guess they Most want, haunted. Well, think, to me, it would be Catherine's Hill. And that's really? kind of near to where I live. It's... um. About 15, 20 miles away. Um, you know, the most publicly haunted place. I, I've lived in a haunted house before, and it was horrible. And I won't go uh-huh. into that, but um, Catherine's Hills on the Black Woods Road near Franklin, Maine. Right. And I have not seen the lady in white myself, but I know of others who have seen her. And not only seen her, but they talked to her. And some of them actually gave her a ride. Mm. In their car, yeah. And is this one of those and, hitchhikers things? Yeah. It's like a red-headed hitchhiker, right? Right. In the mm-hmm. 1930s, there was a dance hall near the top of the hill. And it may have been uh, there that Catherine Black was leaving this particular dance hall with her beau, um, possibly returning to her parents' home in Bar Harbor. And they just pulled out of the parking lot when the brakes on the young man's car let go. And the hill, oh, my God, if you've been up, it's really steep. I mean, it's almost at a, what do they call it, a 45-degree angle. It's, it's bad. Mm. And it's one of the worst I've ever seen. And um, the car, of course, went out of control and end over end as it went downhill. And Catherine was decapitated in the, in the crash, yeah. And since the 1930s, her ghost has been seen standing alongside the road on the hill wearing a light-colored evening gown. And anyone who stops, she will ask for a ride to Bar Harbor, but she always disappears without a trace before reaching her destination. You know, she'll be in the back seat, and they'll turn around to talk to her, and she's gone. <laughs> yeah. Terry, and, I thought and that sounded familiar. I think that's in my book, Ghost Today. Uh, yeah. Now, it's just, a, now it's coming to me. This <laughs> type of haunting, this type of haunting, a, a lady in white, we call them, yeah. um, is very, very common. And mm. almost every state has at least two or three of them. Oh, we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have the red-headed yeah. hitchhiker. <laughs> Same deal. But, you stop and pick him up and... Yeah. In and then he's gone, or he messes with your radio, or yeah. you hit him. You think you hit him. Oh, my God. And he's not there. That gives you a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, we have that. Oh, I think I, I think we need to take a break, Ron. Ron? Hello? Hello, are you there? Okay, we have to take a break right now, so uh, we'll be right back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with the blonde bombshell herself, Miss Ann Carrigan, and of course, the late, great Van Helsink. Welcome to Tokenet, radio with a cutting edge. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. 
and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry. Every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswaltDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Duswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Druggynet.com. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with our guests, T.M. Gray and Ron and Ann, still fighting over that purple color. But welcome back, everybody. Uh, I like purple. It's It's pink, not purple. Pink. It is pink. It's hot pink. Hot. Yeah. Ooh. Hot. It takes a real man to carry that off. Exactly. Yeah. I, that's uh, what I said. You know, uh, there's, if you go on my Facebook page, Ronald Kolick, and I have a picture of me in a kilt, and it says uh, basically any man can wear a kilt, but it takes a real man to wear a pink one. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> Fine. I noticed that you had in your book, you had one of my favorite places, which is Wood Island. Uh, ah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you even mentioned us as the New England Ghost Project. Yeah. So I do appreciate that as well. Oh, you're welcome. But did you visit the island by any chance? Oh, no, I've never been on the island. I, I have seen it from a distance, but I've never been on it. I'd love to go on it. You but can. They have actually uh, tours out there. You can go by. They have the uh, light runner, which is a like a little landing craft, and and they're uh, open. Uh, I, three days I don't a week, travel I well. I'm disabled, so I I don't oh. go hardly anywhere anymore. Oh, oh that's too bad. But you're gonna I, have to learn to astral project then. Yeah, I've been trying that. I haven't got very far with it, but <laughs> I've heard it's really cheap. <laughs> Doesn't cost much. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but I, I just have to know because since I did, um, yeah. there was a, there's this uh, group that I belong to. Everybody puts me in these groups. I have no clue why, but Wiccan <laughs> and something or other. And this girl is like all upset because some guy on Facebook. Um, sent her a message saying that they had astral sex with her. So oh there was this big whole to do on this page oh. about how she could protect herself from this astral. Don't uh, go to sleep. Whatever. <laughs> Don't go to sleep, Sydney. <laughs> I have no clue. Oh, gosh, that's wild. I'm still hmm. trying to figure out the bathtubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sleep oh, in separate bathtubs. That will solve it. <laughs> right. So, so uh, Terry, you're also a horror writer too, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, I've I've had um, let's see, one, two, three, three books published, three three novels published. Okay. okay. Would you like to tell us? Uh, sure. Um, the first one was Mister Crisper, and it's about 
this is going to sound weird, the devil owning a potato chip factory in Maine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why not? Why not? And the second one is the ravenous, and it's about a flesh-eaten forest in Maine. <laughs> and the third one takes place actually in Bar Harbor. It's called Ghost of Eden, and Eden was Bar Harbor's original name. <laughs> and it's about a woman that um, comes home from a stint in a mental institution in Bangor. Um, she comes home to Bar Harbor. Her parents are gone. Her father's dead. Her mother has moved away and doesn't speak to her. And how she manages to fit herself back into the community, but there's a big twist. And I'm not going to say what the twist is, but um, those who have read it liked it, some of them. <laughs> you can't please everyone. So you're turning into the uh, Stephen King, the female Stephen King of Maine, right? Uh, no, 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 I'm not that good. I'm not that good. <laughs> I, I've met Steve. I don't know him. That's usually the first question anybody asks me. Do you know Stephen King? Uh-huh. Well, I've, I met him, and I uh-huh. shook his hand and gave him a hug. But knowing, knowing, like, you know, I know my family, no. Um but he we, is very, very nice. He's a very pleasant person to talk to. And, Terry, we have a question from the chat room, and sure. um, they'd like to know, where are your books available? They are available in any bookstore. Um, Barnes & Noble, Borders. Not anymore. No um, more Borders. Uh, yeah, right. They're closing. Yeah. I know. Thanks. It breaks my heart. Me too. Um, but just about any bookstore would carry them. If you don't see them on the shelf, just ask the bookstore owner or clerk, and they can order order it for you, or they'll order shipment in and put them on the shelf, yes. which is even better. Can they get them on Amazon? Do they? Do they? Yeah, you you can get them online um, at Amazon. Okay. Dot com. Um, let's see. The ones that are produced by Schiffer Books that would be. Um, Ghost of Maine and New England Graveside Tales and more New England Graveside Tales. Ooh. Those can be ordered straight from Schiffer if people want to. That's schifferbooks.com. Oh, nice. Do you have a website yourself? Yeah, I do. It's, it's www.tmgray.tk. And there's no spaces or anything. Right. And we have that uh, linked on our uh Ghost Chronicles Next Generation Facebook. Oh, thank you. I'll do that. www.tmgray.tk. Yeah, and gray is spelled with an A. Okay, and .com or just no, dot just dot .tk. It's, dot .tk. It's one of these freebie freebie dot dots there. I think it's the island of Tukulis or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, but it was free. So I said, All right. Why not? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to put that up right now. Well, thank you. Okay. Because we were up in um, Bar Harbor over the summer, and I really enjoyed it, and, enjoyed it, and I noticed when I saw the title of your book, which was, you know, Ghost, um, was it Ghost of Eden? Yes, Ghost of Eden. Yeah, Ghost of Eden. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's right where we were. That's Bar yeah, Harbor. Yeah, you were in Eden, yeah. Oh, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, what, do you know why they called it Eden? Um, was it? I'm going to just venture a guess here. It's oh. because it was like paradise. <laughs> 
when, oh. when the first people came there. Mm-hmm. Because it's an island. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of That's almost true. like a heart-shaped island, an upside-down heart. Mount and, Desert Island. That's yeah. what they called it, yeah. And, and it has everything. It's got the hills, and um, there's Mount Cadillac. And mm-hmm. it's it's got ponds. It's it's got everything except the desert, and that's down in Freeport. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's just it must have been like paradise when the first you know settlers came and said, "Wow." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's beautiful in the summer, that's for sure. <laughs> and I don't know was, about the winter. <laughs> uh, no, the, they roll up the sidewalks pretty much in the winter. <laughs> they really do. Um, right now, it's probably, I think, bumper-to-bumper traffic, oh. especially along Cottage Street, which winds through Bahaba. Mm-hmm. But you go three months later, and you could take skis and ski down the middle of the street. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, there, yeah. Are there any good hauntings up, like, in that, like, that Mount Desert Isle, um, you know, Acadia, anything that comes to your mind? Um, Some of of the inns and beds and breakfasts there have some ghosts, um, but none that I know of right off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I put any in there that were in, in the book. Mm-hmm. This is, the book is an ongoing thing. I'll periodically update it, but um, I'm sure that some some of the inns and beds and breakfasts have at least one ghost kicking around. You know, how could they not? The place has a history that goes back to the 1800s um, when artists started going to Bahaba and painting beautiful pictures of the scenery. That drew in the rich people that bought the paintings. And you have a whole section that's um, these rich people's, what they call summer cottages. Mm-hmm. And to us, they are mansions. Mm-hmm. You know, a 40-room house is a mansion. <laughs> it is not a cottage. That's right. <laughs> oh, but Why do you think so many... TV shows and everything are always about. I mean, of course, you had, uh, you know, Murder She Wrote was was uh, based out of Maine, and yeah. and uh, the new uh, one with Selleck there. Uh, he's uh, from uh, a Boston detective working in right. Maine. Right. Uh, there's so many. If you go through, uh, is there something that that draws people to Maine? Oh yeah, Maine's still wild. Is that what it, it is? is? You still think that's wild it, for the most part. You could go out. Oh, you could go almost anywhere in Maine, walk five miles, and be in the middle of deep woods. <clears throat> you right. know? And for people that have been raised around the woods all their lives, it's not intimidating. But you take somebody that's never been in the woods, mm-hmm. and it's a new experience. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <sighs> but, nope. yeah, um, much of Maine is not inhabited. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. it's very, I mean, it's very, it is, it's very wild. It's rocky, it's, it's you know, really dense uh, yeah. forests. And the history goes way back, too, because mm-hmm. we were part, right, you, Maine was part of the Massachusetts, Massachusetts Bay Colony. So, yeah. Right, you were actually Massachusetts. We just so, talk about, you were like, yeah, Massachusetts was 1620. Well, so was Maine, <laughs> because it was all part of the same area. You know, it was Massachusetts Bay Colony back then. And um, who was it? George Washington, I believe, wrote that um, 
east of the Penobscot River, which we were talking about with Orono, um, is not fit for man or beast. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I've lived east of the Penobscot all my life. <laughs> there are times when it made me wonder. Because we, we do have some long winters up here. I mean, oh, yeah. winter lasts five months, you know. Mm-hmm. Probably longer than that in some areas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there there are places in the woods where the snow doesn't melt till June. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know... And the Collinwood Inn actually says, don't forget Collinsport, Maine, of course, the old Dutch. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember that soap opera. I used to watch it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That was a I, long I time too, ago. Which is, you know, amazing because it had such an interesting audience. Uh, there were a lot of people that watched it. It was, you know, soap operas you usually think of just right. Like, uh, it, it, Mushy it stuff. Cross board. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, first of all, Terry, how did you ever get into, you know, writing about ghosts uh, and also, you know, writing about horror as well? Well, my one of my high school teachers, when I went back to, um, they they had a day, a career day, and I was invited to come back to my old high school and talk to the kids about being a published writer and what it's like to explore that as a career and um one of my high school teachers that i'd had in class uh asked me why horror you know (laughs) why'd you choose horror you know and it was like i really didn't choose it it chose me Hmm? because for some reason i've always been drawn like a moth to the flame when it comes to a mystery (laughs) i love it I love it. I've got to find out what happens. And that's just the way I'm wired, so that's the way I write. Mm-hmm. But um, I saw my first ghost when I was seven. Um, I had just turned seven. It was like on my birthday or the day after. My father had died two weeks prior to that. He oh. died in 69. He had a brain tumor. Mm. And I woke up... In the in the morning, it was early in the morning, and uh, he's standing over my bed like he was going to get me up to go to school because that's what he did. That was our routine. Dad would come wake us up and fry us an egg for breakfast, you know, mm-hmm. and a little bacon on the side, and, and he always did that. And I woke up, and he's standing there, and he's not moving. And then I realized that I could see the wallpaper print through him. Mm. Wow. And and then I realized, oh my God, that's right too. Mom said he wasn't coming back from the hospital. Oh, okay, and mm. I just laid there frozen because I was just a little kid, you know, mm. and I didn't dare to move. And he just kind of faded, faded off, like faded back into air, mm-hmm. and was gone. But mm. I saw him for. At least five seconds, really clearly. Mm-hmm. And then I saw him a year later. My mother had remarried, had another baby, and he was standing over the baby's crib looking down at her. Oh. And it was like, wow. And I asked my mom, why would he do that? Mm-hmm. And she said, because he loved kids. That's <laughs> he was. He just loved kids. Yeah. And it was like, wow. Wow. So I got to see him twice and. So that really cemented my belief in the afterlife, mm-hmm. that, yes, there is another life beyond this one. Mm-hmm. 
and death is not the final chapter. It's not the end. It's, it's just a transition. It's like being born. Mm-hmm. It's a transition. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Actually, yeah. I, I, I've had uh, at least one near-death experience, I believe, too. Uh, mm. But it always felt to me that uh, it was like going home. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I'm, I'm never, you know, I'm not afraid of death. I really. Right. You know, not, yeah, I, mm. I just, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid of it. It's just it was such a great feeling when it. When it yeah. Uh, so anyway, let's move. That's good to know. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, have you new, any new projects coming up? Oh, let's see. Right now, I am working on a Maine Lobster Cookbook, <laughs> which is totally okay. different from anything I've ever done before. I never did a cookbook before, but I do love to cook. And my husband's weight is a testimony to it because <laughs> But there's a lot of recipes that I've got that concern shellfish, particularly lobster, that I'd like to just share with the world because they're so good. <laughs> and lobster, everybody thinks it's like a luxury food. Um, it's really not because, sure, you take the shells off and throw the shells away. But when the shells don't weigh hardly anything. Right. The, most of the weight that you throw away would be in the actual body itself, and you can pick the body, and I'm going to show how to pick the body in the book, but you can pick out the body. Some people eat the green stuff, the tamale. I I love the green stuff. I I don't advocate anybody eating it because of poisons in in the water. Really? And heavy metals and stuff. You you can have some, but, you know, I wouldn't say sit down and eat nine or ten you know, well, no. tamales out of the bodies because that would be an overload on your system. <laughs> but yeah, probably pregnant women or nursing moms shouldn't eat the tamale. I would think. Okay. Well, yeah, I love it. Yeah, my husband <laughs> does too. He does too. He says, "Oh, it's like lobster pudding." <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I think I'll pass. <laughs> Can I, um, Carrie? I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um, on the cover of Ghost of Eden, they have a picture. Um, it's the lighthouse. Do you, do you know? Yeah. I, I can't remember the name. Where is that? I believe it's at Seal Cove. Okay. It's Seal Cove Light. Because we, we went up there, and I have, I had to climb way out on the rocks to get the picture, but it's like yeah. almost that exact angle yeah. that you That's have on the, the one. cover That's of the one. It. It's That's a really famous Famous um, lighthouse. Yeah. Because it's just so picturesque. You've got mm-hmm. the pink granite rocks and yep. it's, it's white and it's just, oh man. It's small. The it's, trees. Yeah. Somebody still exists. lives. Somebody lives there. I mean, it's a residence. Yep. Right. And um, yep. I just, I thought I was going to become a ghost myself walking out on my motorcycle. Oh, boots, I bet. Out I on bet. those rocks. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, it looks like an awesome. Tree. Lighthouse. Pretty, pretty treacherous, some of the rocks and cliffs are. Mm-hmm. Um, I only tackle it if, if if I could walk well, if I had, like, hiking boots. It's oh, it's it's a long way down, too. The stairway is Yeah, like, it is. The stairway it itself is. is kind of treacherous. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that looks like yeah. a neat neat place. I'd love to go inside. Is that, oh, is that haunted? Oh, that cool? Do you know if that's um, haunted? I've not heard that it is or not. 
Mm-hmm. I would guess probably it is because mm-hmm. it's a lighthouse. And um, lighthouse keepers are notorious for being kind of loners because mm-hmm. they have to be. Mm-hmm. And loners tend to be eccentric. <laughs> a little more eccentric than the rest of us, probably. And, and so, yeah, it could be. It could be haunted. It looks. You know, I I would love to do an investigation there. I really mm-hmm. would. But like you say, it's privately owned, and right. probably they wouldn't want me around. But probably not. I think, uh, no. <laughs> nope. Oh, I'd be trespassing. It's a gorgeous spot, and if anybody ever gets the opportunity, go up and uh, explore that whole. Acadia oh, area, Bar Harbor. It Fabulous. is gorgeous. We've got Acadia National Park mm-hmm. with miles and miles and miles of road. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the park loops all the way around the island. Right. And there are several museums and tourist stops and stuff like that along the way. That It's, it's an amazing place. It really is. Mm-hmm. I, I I'd ask anybody if you if you can get to Bar Harbor, go around the park. It'll take your breath away. And and then you have uh, Fort Knox, mm-hmm. which is haunted. Has got to be haunted. <laughs> oh, it's very haunted. Well, look what it's made of. It's right. made of granite, mm-hmm. and granite is a crystal, and crystals grow mostly, from what I understand, in five or seven sides to them as they've grown, forming crystals. And for some reason, um, a pentagon shape, like the four is, Mm -hmm. attracts ghosts. Now, nobody ever died in Fort Knox. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see, it was a fort Mm -hmm. um, during the Civil War. Right. But it was only occupied by soldiers for just a few years and then right. kind of abandoned and it kind of started to go in on itself, fall in on itself a little bit. And I first went to Fort Knox on a school trip mm-hmm. and we were going through and the minute I entered one of the larger rooms, I looked around and thought, whoa, this is haunted. Somebody <laughs> is here. And that's when the the guide who has taken us through, said, oh, yeah, see up above where where there are holes for rafters? Well, there was a second floor here. And he said, at night, people have heard soldiers walking across a floor that's not there anymore. I almost shut myself, honestly. (laughs) Oh, oh, God, okay. But that is what he told us, and it was like, oh, awesome, so awesome. <laughs> but they have, they've done a really great job of restoring the fort, and it looks beautiful. Oh, my God, it is so gorgeous to go in. And it, when it's hot outside in the summer, it is nice and cool in yep. there. It's it's an awesome place, and it I is. couldn't help but think that as I walked through it. I'm like, oh, I'd mm. love to do an investigation here. <laughs> oh, yeah, there have been investigations there. Yeah. And every yeah, year they have a paranormal fair. and They do a haunted, a haunted, haunted Halloween thing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a lot of fun because yeah. they get all the neat neat stuff from, you know, uh-huh. the magazines. 
props and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. they have everything out there. And I don't scream, of course. <laughs> I walk through the big grin on my face going, this is so cool. <laughs> 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 Halloween's the only day I get to feel normal. <laughs> <laughs> that must be why I like it so much. I never get to feel normal. <laughs> you never get to feel normal, Ron? Aw. Is that what you said? That's what I said. Oh, you're so quiet. Aw. Couldn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Moving right along. So, I mean, I wanted to ask you a question is sure. that uh, you, you've written, I mean, how do you go about writing a, a horror book? Do you start with a premise? I mean, do you pretty much know how it's going to end or do you start with an idea and let it develop? What What happens with me is I have a dream. And it's usually a really vivid nightmare. And if it scares the socks off me, I think it will probably scare somebody else. And what I do is I take that dream and I build on it. And I think, who would like to be in my dream for a character? And I think, yeah, okay, Brad Pitt, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'll get him. You know, and a couple others that are big names. And I will think, now, what of their characteristics that I've seen in the movies would would they want to draw upon for power in the novel itself? Mm-hmm. And while I while I picture these people in my head, they do look like the movie stars. But that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but but as I'm right now, I try to write it like they're just normal people, like the rest of us, with a few quirks. And uh, I don't always know how anything's going to end. Uh, fortunately, in nightmares, I wake up before I die, so that's a good that's a thing. Good thing. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> but I I never know how it's going to end, and what I do is I kind of let the characters run with it um, based on their personalities and what's going on around them, and that's the most realistic way I've found to tell a story is to kind of live it through somebody else's eyes, through the character's eyes. And they come up with the ending, and when it, when it's done, it's done. Sometimes I like to write a little bit more, and um, it will come out sounding really goofy. So it's like, no, the end is the end. That's it. <laughs> and I really do have to force myself to put it away because I, I love to write. Mm-hmm. And I can do, like, 20 pages in one day. That's nothing, you know. And so, yeah, it's it's hard for me to stop writing <laughs> when when it's finished. When it's over, it's over, and I've, right. I've got a sign on my desk saying it's done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's true. It's like that when I edit. It's like, all right, it's done. It's done. I don't yeah. touch it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, because you'll always find something, mm-hmm. something in there to, yeah. to change or rearrange or, right. you know, yeah, it's it's great. When it goes out through the door in the package is the happiest day of my life. <laughs> when it goes off to the publisher right. or the editor, I am so happy because I can't tinker with it anymore. <laughs> i got to do something else now. Right. <laughs> Have you ever, you know, maybe had that second thought like, oh, maybe I should have... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get that all the time. I still get that about some of my earlier books. It's like, you know, I don't know. It's it's like raising raising a kid. 
(laughs) You know, you do the best you can do with them, and then you think, oh, wow, I should have steered Johnny this way. He might have turned out a little different, you know. (laughs) But, but, I mean, once they've grown, it's too late. That's right. (laughs) Well, I hate to tell you this, Terry, but we've run out of time. Oh, geez, that was quick. Yeah. That was quick. Excuse me. we got to do this uh, again. Terry, we want to thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank Terry, you. T.M. Gray, uh, horror writer, ghost writer. Mm-hmm. Go get her books. Interesting. Go get interesting. <laughs> Fellow maniac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank fun. you very much, Terry. Thank you for having me. It's been a delight. Oh, yep, thank have you. Have a good day now. Take care. Oh, bye-bye. Bye, and Bye, Ron. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that blew by. I know. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm dying here. <laughs> well. Anyways, uh, we want to thank uh, Terry, of course. And, and yeah. uh, I do want to mention uh, on September 23rd or something, we have a uh, ghost hunt cruise, which will be the first time uh, it's ever been done. So you can look, go to the website, anegosproject.com, and get more information about that. That's awesome. anegosproject.com. Okay. Well, everybody have a good Labor Day weekend. Yeah, and next week we're going to have a different show. We haven't we haven't really announced it yet, but it's going to be kind of different. That's all yes, I can is. say, right? Absolutely. Different. All right. I don't know what that means, which means we probably don't have a guest, right? <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. All right. Good night. God bless. Thank you. From ghoulies to ghosties. Only the